Welcome to the Cinema Rat, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent, narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about the Academy Awards. Now, I'm not going to talk, per se, about the winners of the Academy Awards because I want to be completely honest. I did not see yet everything, everywhere, all at once. So I will watch that movie when it comes out on streaming. As I've mentioned in early episodes, I've been to the theater maybe six times in the last seven years. So I'm not going to comment on whether or not it should have won. I will wait until it comes out. I have seen a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot to be honest. I've not seen all the prestige movies. I've seen Tar, which I thought was phenomenal. And I'm not going to judge Michelle Yeoh's portrayal and everything but I mean come on Kate Blanchett that's one of like the seminal female if not overall acting performances of the last decade so I I, <laughs> I mean I go in with a low bar on Michelle Yeoh's performance because it's got to be outstanding to justify Blanchett not getting it now Blanchett was championing Michelle Yeoh and I think part of it was like she's like I got two Academy Awards and let's be real I'm Kate Blanchett I'm essentially the Meryl Streep right now, I'll get nominated again. And this is probably Michelle Yeoh's only opportunity, but still. Now, I've also saw The Menu. I also saw a couple of other the movies, but I really want to talk about the Academy Award. The Academy Awards uh, were pretty lackluster. Now, look, I, I know they had new management this year, and I think a lot of the understanding of why it was kind of lackluster needs to be understood in the, in the prism of what happened last year. So you had horrible scandal. You could call it violence, black on black violence. You know, we don't need to really talk about the slap and so forth. If you saw the Will Smith special, or I'm sorry, the Chris Rock special, he talks about it. And you can tell he's still very angry about it. And kudos to him, because for a year, maybe he thought it would be good for his stand-up to not talk about it publicly. But kudos to him for taking the higher road until now, and then he talks about his stand-up. But either way debacle you could see why the academy would want to go a little more conservative a little more kind of retro nostalgic bland because it's better to have that let's be real the majority of academy awards uh shows are not that great i mean the, the ones that stand out are pretty rare so you could see why they want to have it that way now overall my big complaint of the night was lack of celebrities and i don't think i'm the only one who's talking about this Pretty much everybody skipped out. Even Denzel was at the Laker game in town, and he chose not to go to the Academy Awards. But you can look at old generations, and it's not like there's a lot of golden generation. I mean, who's left? Julie Andrews? But I'm talking about like the generation I grew up with. No Tom Hanks. No Clooney. No Cruz. Cruz was supposed to show up, and he bailed because I think he didn't want to be in that position where he could have the jokes hurled at him and he's friends with Kimmel so it's not like Kimmel was going to do anything but I think Cruz is so in the need of control all the time that he wasn't going to show up even though he was reputed to have showed up but I think once he realized that Top Gun didn't have a chance to win he's like yeah I'm out 
Denzel, not there. Uh, obviously, Will Smith was not there. Meryl Streep was not there. Nicholson wasn't there, but you know maybe he's too old. But you you look Hugh Jackman wasn't there. You look at you look at the old the old '90s Titans not there, not present. Amy Adams even wasn't there. We've talked about her in the past, not there. And then you look at the younger generation. No Zendaya. I mean, she is probably the most famous star under the age of thirty. No Zendaya. Neither her boyfriend Tom Holland. Sydney Sweeney, up and coming, not there. Jacob Elordi, not there. And the list can go on and on of the amount of people that were not there. Even directors, Scorsese wasn't there, Tarantino wasn't there. I mean, it seems like they just wrote out Spielberg, and Spielberg was like, where are the people that I've been going to this for decades? And part of it was, there was something like, in the teens, new nominees. So you had like, you know, there were some like old school guy. I guess you could call him old school for my generation, but Colin Farrell was there, clearly, because he was nominated for Banshees. And Angela Bassett was there because she was nominated. And I mean, there were some of the old guard there. But as a whole, uh, I think part of it was there were a lot of new nominees. And with new nominees, many times, they just don't have the cachet. But you could see old Hollywood going... When I mean old, I mean my generation, 90s, even early uh, 2000s. My generation going out of their way not to go to the Academy Awards. And that is disturbing. Look, the Academy needs the ratings to go up here. Part of it, of course, is they don't stream it. You know, they, they have this gigantic contract with ABC Disney. And they need to stream it like, like let's say, the Golden Globes and Street Actors Guild and so forth. But they need the ratings. If you look at what, in the 90s, and we talked about this in the episode on how to fix the Academy Awards. And, of course, they didn't you know, take any of my, my recommendations. But you know, that's to be expected. We used to get 50 million viewers. Now... Even before COVID, like in the in the teens, when crappy movies were winning Best Picture, like Birdman in Shape of Water, you were still getting in the mid twenties. You can blame some of it on COVID, but not really. This year was the return to movies. You had popular movies, everything, everywhere. You know, it went over hundred million. Elvis, which I thought was a horrible movie, three hundred million. Obviously, Avatar and Top Gun two over a billion. There were popular movies there, but if you look at the ratings, around twenty million. But this is the thing. From the cinema rag perspective, I could care less about who wins best editor, best short film. I could care less. What I remember the Academy Awards being about was seeing celebrities. That's what it mattered. Who's there? How do they look? And when you don't have celebrities show up, Obviously, it's going to affect the quality of the show from my perspective. Yeah, you're going to have the cinephilic geeks who are like, oh, my God, this one best long film or short film. This one best costume design. No, most people don't care. Most people want to see Tom Cruise, Sydney Sweeney, <laughs> Sydney Sweeney, even though I don't know if she's got talent. We have a feature episode on her. And so they wanted to see the big names. They wanted to see Clooney in, in, in the audience. And. Julia Roberts. And look, I understand if you're 21, let's take I wanted to let you know about the other feeds that we have here at the Eclectico Gregorio channel. We have the Awakened Man, which has been around since the spring of 2017, which mostly focuses on having men and women reach their full potential by knowing about toxins in the food, big pharma cover-ups, and ways to biohack your life. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which is a channel that originally started as an essential oils channel. 
and there's about 65 essential oils that are broken down over there and then more recently about two years ago i just pivoted and made it more about female holistic health and naturopathic health because i'm a big proponent of let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food and lastly we have the confessions of an obese child feed which i started in january 2017 which chronicles what it's like to be an overweight child i was an overweight child and i lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for 30 plus years so it's a channel like if you have disordered eating or had a dysfunctional childhood how to deal with that how to how to function with that and also discusses and i interview various people that have a similar background of dysfunctional childhood binge eating binge drinking and how to deal with that and there's a lot of great interviews over there so those are the three other feeds at the eclectico gregorio channel now let's get back to the show Look, I understand if you're from a different generation, you don't care about if Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are there or J-Lo. I mean, they were, none of these people were here. And you want the younger people, the aforementioned people. And look, some of them were there. Let's be real. There were some young people that were there, like Austin Butler, clearly, because he was nominated. And Paul Mescal, who we've talked about uh, in the up-and-coming actors that you'll know in 2023. And Jonathan Majors was clearly there. He's another up-and-coming actor. Michael B. Jordan. You know, I mean, there, clearly there were some stars. But if you compare it to past Academy Awards, it was scant. And look, if you look at the Vanity Fair party, if you look at Beyonce's party, these people showed up to those parties. So they didn't want to go to the Academy Award. Maybe some of it was like, God, it's a three-and-a-half-hour gig. I don't want to be here. And most of the celebrities that were there were at the bar. So when all these unimportant, quote, unquote, awards were given, they, they, they didn't want to hear it because they didn't want to be there. I think also the lack of celebrities hurt and everything winning, I think, everything, the, the movie, everything, on one level was like a people pleaser. And we talked about in the diversity episode, look, it, it checks off a lot of things the Academy likes. It's very progressive and it's an Asian cast. So if you look at that in Parasite, we've had two predominantly Asian movies winning. If you go back to Moonlight... When La La Land uh, had that controversy. So you, you, you get these people who like the fact that non-white people are winning. And look, again, I'm not going to judge everything. I think the, the Daniels, the two directors, apparently are very gifted. I'm not going to judge the movie. What I'm saying is that it's strange that a sci-fi multiverse bending movie that, yes, has at its core family story. Uh, would win and it's not that it just won it swept it did exceedingly well better than other prestigious movies in the past and may and i've talked about it we'll probably talk about it in the first episode we do post academy awards i'm a purist i love it when Lawrence of arabia wins i love it when the godfather wins you know i love the epic the traditional best picture movies and she's more of the i guess you can call modernist or a little more uh Lax? I wouldn't say lax, but she's okay with these types of movies winning. And I'm really not. I'm really not. I think, again, I'm not going to judge on everything. We're just talking about the Academy Awards. So the Academy Awards themselves, not a lot to talk about because there weren't a lot of celebrities. Also, the structure was really rigid. You remember in the past, like when Ellen would do it, they would have the selfies and the pictures in the crowd. And they would do a little more spontaneous and prompty stuff. None of that was there. It was really uptight. Kimmel, I think, did a decent open monologue, opening monologue. I think he tried to bring some pizzazz to the show as a whole. I think he was hamstrung to a certain uh, certain bit. Another thing I talked about in the, in the episode on how to fix the Academy Awards was get rid of the best songs because the best songs weren't even good. They're always mediocre songs. 
And the reason they do it is to bring somewhat relevant people to the Academy Awards. So Rihanna, it's like, I heard people say, well, Rihanna's there, so be there. I'm like, Rihanna, really? I mean, come on. And Lady Gaga, big deal. Lady Gaga did not perform well. But people don't show up for that. People want to see the gowns. They want to see the glamour. They want to see the celebrities. They want to see the celebrities hobnobbing. They want to see a little salacious gossip. And those make the best ones. And when people aren't there, Jennifer Lawrence, Emma Stone, you know, just pick the generation. It takes away from it. Now, what were some things I did like about it? I always like montages. Montages are great. I don't, I think that's great. Um, they did have some of the, the, the just, why, why did I need to see a Little Mermaid in ad in the Academy Awards? Don't even get me started on how we, we can't have a white Little Mermaid, please, right? I mean, it's, it's just like another thing, but did, uh, did Disney pay for that ad? I just, I don't, I don't get that. What I did love was, if you guys know about the Ashley Graham, Ju, uh, Hugh Grant <laughs> red carpet, so Ashley Graham interviewed him, and you know, Grant is Grant, dry British sardonic humor. She and she, he just was in for the game, you know. And, and she, she mentioned the Vanity Fair, and she was like, "Oh, the party," and so not knowing the magazine. And then she asked, "Like, what are you, what are you wearing?" Clearly, you know, like, who were you wearing? But what are you wearing? And she said, and he said, a suit. And it's like, well, who did the suit, right, Nate? Well, who's the designer? He said, my tailor. And you could just tell he was kind of a jerk. Now, he's gotten some backlashes coming off as an a-hole. I didn't find it that way at all. I thought he was funny. And was he kind of being a dick to her? A little. But that's Hugh Grant. That's Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant's been on record saying that none of his co-stars liked him. So, Andy McDowell avoided him for weddings and funeral. <laughs> she was there and it avoided him. So, you know, you, you can take the telegraph that probably Julia Roberts, it doesn't particularly like him. Sandy Bullock probably doesn't like him either. And, you know, that's fine. But if that's the only takeaway from the red carpet, and the red carpet is just, you know, boring, bland talk that it's not interesting most of the time. And, God, I miss Joan Rivers having the pre show and talking about how bad people look. But, you know, we don't have that anymore. So you have no stars, you have no celebrity talk, and then you have a movie that was well-liked, and then, you know, it, it swept. So there was really no drama. What, what was the drama? Best actress was either going to be Yo or Blanchett. Okay. Best supporting, Jamie Lee Curtis won. I mean, come on. Really? Are we giving Jamie Lee Curtis Academy Awards now? Come on. And then the dude from Goonies won Best Supporting Actor. Again, I haven't seen the movie. I'm not going to comment on that. So really the only competition was Best Actor. And you had that going to Brendan Fraser, who I've loved since the 90s. I've not seen The Whale yet. I saw, I mean, it took me six sittings to get through Elvis. Because Boz Lerman's and Tom Hanks were just taking me out of it. And look, to be fair, I think Butler did well. Butler came from nowhere. You know, he's been a kid star. We'll see if he can parlay this or he's going to be near the Rami Malik. And then Fraser. I think I was reading for Fraser. We have an episode here on Fraser, how he's done his career, right? And Tom Cruise should, list, should learn from him. I was rooting for Fraser. Again, I, I haven't seen all the movies, but I like Brendan Fraser. And I think I think Banshees is a, it's, it's a, it's a unique movie, but I think it's a deep movie that looks stupid. Like if you watch it the first time and you don't get what's going on, you think, God, this is so boring and bland. They're talking about donkeys and it's just, why is Zuzu cutting off his fingers? But it is a deep allegorical movie. 
And Martin Madonna is a great director and he's done some great stuff in the past. But my point was the Daniels had best director wrapped up and best picture. I mean, the odds were all that everything was going to win and maybe a dark, dark horse top gun because of, of preferential voting. You know, if, if enough of the old time Academy award uh, people, of the Academy would hate everything because it was the reasons why I don't like best pictures to be like, you know, too sci-fi kung fu-y and they were ranking at nine then maybe if Top Gun or Banshees or Tar were getting twos and threes, that maybe would squeak it out. But enough people from the expanded academy liked everything. So it wasn't even close. So it's like none of the races were really that close. Everything looked like it was going to sweep, and it pretty much swept. So that took away some of the drama. So that's going to take away from some of the fun, too. And then people who were winning, again, a lot of first-time nominees. So it's not like you had a lot of good... Um, kind of narratives going into it. Uh, like, oh my God, this person's going to be the, the fourth time winner or Scorsese's nominated. I mean, you had no, you had no Nolan, Christopher Nolan. You had no Fincher. You had no Tarantino. You had no Scorsese. All these guys have movies, by the way, coming out this year. So I think they just lent to a lot of things about the Academy Award being lackluster. But from like a paparazzi celebrity perspective, I was disappointed because if the, Actors and actresses and directors are not really keen on going and they'd rather go to a Laker game, for example. Jenny Ortega, for example, did did SNL on Saturday. She's up and coming actress. The young people would love to have seen her at Academy Awards. She could have flown back. She was done. I know it was early Sunday, but it's the Academy Awards. And remember, this brings visibility. You wear the right dress or you show up it helps you. Look at Anna de Armas. Look at the Daniels. Look at Paul Mescal. Look at obviously Austin Butler. Look at um, the Stephanie Shu. Look at these. I mean, they're, they're, there's people whose careers are elevated. Now, granted, they were all in movies this year, but Jenny Ortega should have flown her butt back and just showed up at least to the the carpet and just stayed for an hour and a half and then go. So, I mean, if these people are choosing not to go to this award ceremony, it is a humongous red flag to the Academy that they need to figure out what to do to get these people back. Because the large majority of America doesn't care who's winning best cinematographer. They just want to see celebrities dressed up and being salacious. Guys, I'm going to post a poll what you thought about the Academy Awards at the Cinema Rag. I'd love to hear from you. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal to make a donation if you'd like to make a donation. The other one is a link to all the Eclectical Gregorio feeds. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to the Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.